Hey everybody and welcome to Maximum Libertarian. I'm joined today by Chef Lily, and uh, we've just got a few topics to go over that, you know, I find interesting that hopefully you'll find interesting. So if you want to follow what topics we're talking about, you can go to our Twitter page, which is at WeAreMaxLib. Uh, go there and you'll see all the topics that we're going to discuss from the websites that we've talked about here today. So, all right, let's start off with the first one. I know I named this, uh, this, uh, this podcast first one was like, uh, who, who invited the Haitians and homelessness to the party? But we're going to start off with, um, the F by Joe Biden chants that have been gaining steam throughout the country. And, um, you know, not that I'm a big Joe Biden supporter by any stretch of the imagination, but you got to look at all the other presidents that since I've, I'm 46, so since I've been voting, the, the, just the disrespect towards the presidency has been going down and down and down. Now, maybe is it because of the internet and we're actually being exposed? I, I mean, we could, we could have that debate. But um, I don't know. I find, I find it weird that we're chanting "F Joe Biden" at uh, at, at sporting events. Uh, this comes from the Infowars, and they have uh, different showing different people chanting weekends for F Joe Biden. It's hashtag FJB. So, so what do you think about this? So what do you think about that type of stuff here? I'm absolutely for it. Um, because I love history. I loved how they used to make fun of Theodore Roosevelt because he was trying to break up monopolies. And back in his day, all the way up to maybe like the late 90s, newspapers used to make fun of uh, a lot of the presidents. And it really got steamed when uh, Reagan was in office in the 80s. And I remember um, just hearing my family talk about him and how they were making fun of him. And then when Saturday Night Live was funny, they would make fun of Ross Perot. They would make fun of um, George Bush Sr. as well as Jr. And it, it was something to not so much uh, get the real news out, but to make fun of what's happening. And today it's just like, we had to live, when I say we, I'm talking about you, Brian, I'm putting you in this. Mm -hmm. For the last four years, like 2015, it really amped up to 2020. It was Everything was evil about President Trump. Everything was evil and nothing was good and all this other stuff. Well, I just read earlier today that the, I might pronounce this wrong, Wahoo or Wahoo, um, PAC was behind the bashing of President Trump for the four years and they actually won a prize for it. And um, I will definitely, I got to find that link, but, um, oh, actually, I know I have it right now. Um, so... We have been mocking the president for as long as I, I can remember, actually. But when I hear people screaming F, you know, our president now, it just, it makes me very happy because it makes me feel that people are paying attention to what is happening and what is happening. You know, there's so many real disastrous things that are happening and this president is like not caring at all. Um, was it this weekend? Um, SpaceX just mm -hmm. came back. Like I think it was Sunday. And um, oh no, was it Musk? Yeah, Elon Musk. Elon. Okay, I always forget his first name. Um, I should say Mr. Musk. Um, like claps back and says, "Oh, the president was sleeping. That's why he hasn't said anything." I thought that was so hilarious. Right. Well, I guess when it comes to the way that the, um, I remember reading that they said like Saturday Night Live and things would make the Republicans would always be buffoons. They would be mindless. You know, they'd be idiots. They have no brains. 
where if you looked at the way they portrayed Bill Clinton, he was just this lovable guy that liked to go to McDonald's and, you know, yeah, he cheated on his wife, wink, wink. But, but, but no, that cares. was the biggest, no, everybody cared. No, they didn't. Yes. No, look at Family Guy. Okay. Look at the way it's portrayed on Family Guy. Look at the way it's portrayed on Saturday Night Live. Your family may not have cared, but I know how my family in my community, where I came from, right, it was scandals. It was huge. Everybody couldn't believe that this kind person, allegedly kind person, we're actually talking about President Clinton or former President Clinton, and it was like, it was mind blowing, right? And then, because when it first came out, right, the Republicans that I was surrounded by, right, were, it was all a benefit of a doubt. You know, we don't know until, you know, we find out more proof, right? But then when President Clinton went on national TV and said, what is the definition of is is? Right. Everybody was like, this guy is guilty as sin. And he was like, oh my gosh, everybody's mind was blown. Everybody was like, see, that's why we hate Democrats. They're always liars. And now they're adulterers and all this other stuff. But you got to think the scandal, they were trying to impeach him. That was a huge, huge deal. And you're just dismissing it because what we're going through now. But you got to remember, one of the things that I remember as a kid was... um. Uh, Lorena Bobbitt. That right. was a huge, huge thing, right? Um, Lorena Bobbitt was a immigrant that married uh, a soldier, or I don't know if he was a Marine or something like that. And, um, oh my gosh, yeah, he, he beat was... her. He beat her senseless. And she, and he raped her. And people are like, oh, how can you rape your wife? That's, you know, shenanigans, da da da, da right? And he, she was you know, talking to her mother and her mother was not supporting her about leaving because they were so Christian or Catholics. And so she uh, cut off his genitalia and well, now it comes to find out he is a rapist. It, it, we don't even have to say allegedly anymore. Like it is out there that he raped another person and he was trying to go into the porn industry and all this other stuff. And it was just so ridiculous, Brian. But I remember when Lorena came out with, with what that happened with, and then how they were comparing it to Bill Clinton and all this other stuff, right? And it was like, um, any, it was, the joke was on Bill Clinton. Oh, you can't get stuff done because you're getting a, a B job, yeah. right? And oh, you can't focus or you're not doing it right because you're in the closet and all this other stuff. And you're trying to hide away from your wife, Hillary. And that was like a huge blow, not just to the presidency, but everybody just started um, making fun of, and it was, and he became like um, very slowly, uh, like the mask was coming off, and he was a puppet, like he really didn't do anything other than lock up minorities for a longer amount of time, you know. And then that famous speech that creepy Joe said in the Senate. You know, mm -hmm. that was in Bill Clinton's time, too. Right. Yes. But what I'm talking about is not so much that the family or communities, when you're looking at the Hollywood establishment, such as Saturday Night Live or Family Guy, the way they portray Bill Clinton he, or any most Democrats as their nice, lovable, sweet guys. Uh, if you look at the way they portray Joe Biden, they're not portraying him like what he is, a, 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 a buffoon. He truly is. But uh, what do you mean on TV? Yes. When, oh, okay. so if you look at Saturday Night Live or Family Guy or any type of entertainment thing, the way they portray a right wing, how they portray a Democrat, how they portray a libertarian, how they portray anything other, the Democrat will come off cool. Yes. Always. No matter what yeah. happens. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Bill Clinton was, I mean, he's now the, the he's, he's now, a joke getting what he should have got years ago when Hillary ran, you know, he was being confronted for things that the media should have really brought to, to the attention of the American people. Well, it was brought to the attention, but then they were just allowed it to be uh, just brushed away, you know, well, and it's strange. Well, president 45, um, 
when they were doing the Hillary Clinton and President Trump um, debates, right? That was an, uh, Saturday Night Live's fuel to the fire kind of deal. But what was crazy was, it wasn't crazy, it was very well planned. President Trump, who was just, you know, a nominee uh, for the Republican Party to be representing for to become president, he brought all of the accusers of Bill Clinton in the front row so they could see him being a puppet and a joke and a moron. And it was like, I like that idea. That was, because that brings two things to my mind. First, you know, President Trump, well, actually he wasn't president then, but he was so well aware and conscious of what had happened in the past that he wanted them to understand what is happening again. And giving those women front row seats in that, I thought that was, it was all awesome. It was just awesome. Now this fuck Joe Biden stuff is... Did you enjoy it when they did it to Donald Trump? I didn't really hear it. With People Donald Trump. threw eggs at him at the inauguration. And, and see, I didn't even know in that. In 2017. Nope, I didn't. They even... treated him. They, you know, for for years, you know, he was called a racist. He was called yes. a fascist. He would be, you know, people would yes. yell at him. People would give him the middle finger if he went to yes. Trump Tower or whatever. But the nobody, case, but you, nobody talks. Were you in favor of that? No, but I didn't see all of that. But but, but even though you didn't see it, mm -hmm. were you in favor of? This is the the question is it's like. Even though I see the presidency has, you're you're now beginning to see that it uh is, their their puppets. Mm -hmm. it, it, it no matter if it's Joe Biden or go back. Mm -hmm. All right, the people sitting in that White House is not the leader. It's like a priest preacher. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, there's a uh, we were at a church mm -hmm. and he wanted to merge with a uh, he had a small church. We wanted the smaller, so it goes from a hundred people in each church to having two hundred people. People flipped out, and it wasn't just everybody. It was like three families. And they said, "Well, if you want more money, you go look elsewhere because we're not giving it to you." Mm -hmm. All right. It proved that the preacher is not always the. Even though he's, you would think he's the figurehead, or he would be the guy with the last call. He's not. You, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, because they got the council and the elders. And yeah. there's exactly what the presidency is. Is there's and, there, and there's more people to it. So in turn, what I would like, I remember being a kid. Yeah, people would make fun of Reagan. People would make fun of Bush or Clinton. Or, you know. A lot of times it was more lighthearted. Maybe it's because I was a kid and I didn't see the whole the yeah. anger of it. But now I'm seeing the anger of it. And I would almost like to at least when my president, look, he's about, Joe Biden speaks to the UN today. Mm -hmm. And I'm not having, I don't have good warm fuzzies. He's going to go up there and make America look good. Cause he's yeah. done, he's done piss poor on his, his, his thing. When I, when, when people, my, when, if people are hollering F Joe Biden, cool. If you're giving Trump the middle finger, know what you're doing it for. I think to, in today's world, what we, what we do is we, we just follow the masses. We just start chanting F Joe Biden. Why you have, why is F Joe Biden? What, what policies has he done? Okay. I can break that no, down. You oh, can. Point by second. You yeah. can. But yeah. so many people out there, they're hollering Joe, F Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. They don't know nothing. Look, I was at Anvet mm -hmm. with Tracy. Oh, Lord. And I said, hey, man, what about this Haitians? And we'll be talking about that in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. At the border. Mm -hmm. He's like, what are you talking about? He don't even know about it. But he'll sit there and tell me how bad Joe Biden is. Yeah. You know, I if you're going to hate a president or if you're going to disrespect the president, at least have an have a believe know what you're talking about. Yes, that, that, but that's about everybody, I guess. And that's what my question is, and that's what the thing is. Is I would like to see us go back to where I can, like you know, there was an officer in the navy. I would salute him, and I hate saluting suits. I want to salute the person. Okay, but. I also understand I salute the suit because there's some officers I had no use for, mm -hmm. you know, and just like when I look at the presidency, 
I want to at least be able to say, okay, I'm going to give him respect. If he was to walk into my house and I'm not going to give him a whole thing about how he's a, you know, a netwit, you know, a doofus and blah, blah, blah. Okay. You know? So now that I listen to all of that yeah. and I'm respecting you, um, the thing is this that really uh, lights the fire is that the people that were literally behind the um i hate trump trump is bad orange man is bad and all this other stuff right i just shared with you it was a p-a-c-k a pack of people but it was an actual um uh like a group like a company that all they did every single day for four years was spit out hate on the president trump right right but then nobody ever stands back and looks at all the cool things that he actually passed right i can actually say there's one thing that creepy joe did that was actually okay he passed and made it a law that every veteran that wants to have a service dog can have it and any dog that you have can technically if you're a veteran can and when I say veteran, I mean military veteran, um, can have a service dog. And and if they have a dog already, they can enroll and get it actually entitlement of saying it's a service dog, which that allows the owner of the veteran um can go to any store, any place like that, and actually have, you know, their pet with them. And a service dog is like actually renders service to the veteran mm -hmm. and then you have like therapy dogs comfort dogs and all this other stuff right and it's funny because like there was a movie when i was oh my gosh i think it was i was still in culinary school uh it was called a um the compass and they had there it was a person with an animal next to them yeah yeah and it wasn't called an animal it was called their demon and it was like you know, I had to get over that thought of like, I like my Rex, which is my German Shepherd, which is, he's legally now a service dog. But it was like, to me, um, that was one thing I can say Creepy Joe did that was okay. Now, the one thing about making fun of presidents and stuff like that, it really got out of proportion when it was, um, I have to say when it was Obama, and a lot of people don't realize how many Americans disliked Obama. I didn't know until I started doing research on this topic because we were gonna talk about it today. A lot of people went to mosque because it was known that um, Obama is in Mason, right? Um, he believes in like in the secret society of Mason Masons and stuff like that. Um, I don't have the article, but Alex Jones and InfoWars did do something cool about that. But there was one thing that I really enjoyed a lot was knowing like what hatred is versus what you said. Am I going just with the crowd and stuff like that? Now with Creepy Joe, uh, he fell asleep when he was having a conversation with the ambassador to Israel. And a lot of people just like overlook that right but that is something serious and i feel like a lot of people make fun of creepy joe because i can't even call him you know the p word but i just call him creepy joe and everybody knows what i'm talking about i can't even render him the respect of saying who he actually has the title but right? see that's the thing is what we need to try to get well, I, I can't mean, i can't I get know. passed over because alan is dead and, and Mr. Hernandez, all of my friends that I was attached to when I was in the Navy, they're dead. They died in Afghanistan. And to me, to, to give a title to a ridiculous human being, and if you want to call him a puppet, you can, I guess. But th these men, these Marines, are no longer breathing. Um, what was it? Alan had three children. And um, Hernandez had, I think, like, two and one was on the way so that would be technically three and it was just like there there's no father there so when we have all these issues that are coming up with these weird people with their eight thousand different hair colors and they're they're just so detached from uh family values and the family itself well now you're doing it to the military and it was like 
um, I know we talked about this in the last pod, it was like a slap in the face, but I cannot look over that and call him the title of what, you know, what Creepy Joe has. I can't do that. But see, the thing is, um, I, I know history and I love history, but it is so ridiculous at how many times in history that it repeats itself. And I forgot what professor told me was the reason why history repeats itself is because nobody learns or reads it, their history. And I was watching, you know, Creepy Joe um, right after the his inauguration, he went, um, his wife was holding his hand. Um, I don't even want to call her doctor, um, but she, he let go of her hand, right? And he saw a black man, right? And there was all these white people and stuff like that. He was signaling to shake a black man's hand, not an American, not somebody that maybe had voted for him. And the black man took his hand away and said, oh no, I'm not touching, mm -mm. no. You know, right. and and I was thinking, okay, if that was a Democrat, why would he do that? That was probably the person he voted for, right? Then my husband told me, oh, it was probably the pandemic. He's so brainwashed thinking that, oh my gosh, if I touch a person that has an effing glove on, and I have an effing glove on, when I say gloves, I meant like wintertime gloves, um, I could catch the coup and I could die, you know, because this Chinese virus is so horrible, right? right? So then I was just thinking, wow, you just effed up your opportunity to shake the most powerful man in this nation because you're so paranoid over whatever information you may be getting on the Communist News Network, which is CNN, right? I love saying that because I really believe that now. But it was like when you have a grasp of what has happened, right? Because like to you, what you just shared with me earlier, oh, it wasn't a big deal about Clinton. It was a humongous big deal where I came from. Like, oh my gosh, that's like, you just don't cheat on your wife. You don't just do that and all this other stuff. And then it's like, um, back in the eight or nineties, I said 80s, uh, back in the nineties, right? Um, the family unit was still really strong in most of the communities that I, where I come from. No. I can only speak to, my neighborhood and all this other stuff. Everybody in my neighborhood, right, mm -hmm. was married. Right. Everybody. There was no single parents, right? Um, we had secret servicemen living in our, uh, you know, neighborhood, our community. We had um, pilots. We had all these different jobs, engineering and all electricians and everybody, right? people that uh, design houses, constructions, and you know architects and stuff like that. We had so many different types of people, which made my community really neat. Because I, when we had career days in high school, you could pick whatever person you wanted to work with, right? And uh, I really wanted to, to learn more about the military and stuff like that. So, you know, but it was crazy though. Um, we have been mocking presidents for a very long time, but I didn't get to finish what I wanted to say about President Obama. So people were uh, making um, fake dolls of Obama and putting uh, Muslim wear on him and then lighten him up. I didn't know that, you know, yeah. at the time, you know, I was still, um, I wasn't fully aware and awake of what was happening, right? Then they had um, targets and the targets came back out. So you have, um, I used to do like shooting on the range and stuff like that. That was a big, huge thing. Um, but what was crazy was they had targets of Obama. That That's the first president I've ever seen targets made for. Now they have Trump and now they have uh, Creepy Joe. So they have all of the new modern presidents that you can actually assassinate, right. which in the mind is like, what the, you know, that's crazy, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so then they had, um, so we've, we uh, really focused on like making fun of and mocking and stuff like that. But I really feel that, you know, once I understood what mocking was, I do realize that a lot of people did mock Reagan. 
They thought he was an extremist. They thought he was just bad, 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 right? Right. And then it was like, how is an extremist helping the whole entire country as a whole? You know, and that's when I, I really started learning and understanding what people's opinions are. You know, because, you know, as a kid, you don't really understand it. You just think, oh, that's just a weird, crazy lady at the end of the cul-de-sac or something like that. You know, it, that's the mentality, right? Oh, that's just a crazy person because everybody else is on this side and one person's on the other side. That person that's on the other side is crazy, right? right? So it's like when the last, what, four years I've been called a racist, I'm a bigot. I am a deplorable. I'm all of these negative words, right? But I can see that it's propaganda, right? Right. But when Hillary Clinton uh, was running to become president, and they were like, they did, I don't know if you ever remember as a kid, the Garbage Pail Kids. Mm -hmm. They made things about Bernie Sanders. Uh, I think they did have Trump, but I can't remember now. They had a million of Hillary Clinton, Obama, uh, Garbage Pail Kids was a cartoon that was put on a playing card, like a baseball card, and the Garbage Pail Kids had little titles, like sarcastic titles to it, and um, you could actually peel it off and stick it on, you know, something else, or you could trade it, wow. like, and uh, like a baseball card almost, and that was something that was also used in the generation of Obama. And okay. then I saw it in Trump and then I saw it in Creepy Joe. But it was crazy because like, when we talk about we're mocking and we're making fun of presidents and stuff like that, yes, we're actually doing that. And now, because everybody that was a supporter of President Trump is now like, okay, gloves are off. You called me a racist. You called me a bigot. You called me all of these negative and negative names, right? And now it's time we, because I feel Republicans, conservatives, some libertarians, because Ross, Ross Perot, who was one of my favorites in the whole entire world, um, he was a libertarian. No, he wasn't. What was he? He wasn't a libertarian. He was, he he was, was not a, a Republican. He, he was in Reform Party. He started his own party. I could have sworn that no. he was a libertarian or a no. constitutionalist, something like that. He might have been in the con I don't think I don't even know if he was even what part he was ever even branded with, but you know, he all I know is he was a businessman. He came in and he started his own party. <clears throat> so what happened was with Ross Perot, they really made fun of him. They made fun of him like he was four feet tall and had Spock ears. And they just made him always look like a not a gremlin but something like a dwarf and or something negative, right? And Ross Perot, um, you, can, you can think of all you want, Brian, but I really like this Ross Perot guy because he literally sat down and did an interview that I was like um, doing this for like social studies. I had to watch something, right? Mm -hmm. He literally sat down and spoke that a person, well, I was always in advanced government because that was one of my things that I really, really liked, right? But he sat down and he had this interview and he broke down what was wrong with the economy, what is wrong with debt, what is wrong with these things that we're always talking about. But when a politician starts talking about it, he tries to paint it in a different picture. And when I say he, because in Ross Perot time, that was all that was running, okay, were men. There was never... Uh, Kamala or there was never uh Sarah Palin there was there were women weren't in there in the race just yet right but so what happened was oh and Rose Roseanne she ran for president in 2016 right but mm -hmm. anyway so there was all these um mockery and and disrespectfulness to going towards Ross Perot but Ross Perot uh you know he saw through all of that but then something hit the road and he got out of the race. And like to this day, there's so many people that said, oh, because he was crooked and he found, you know, somebody, you know, said that he was crooked and they had like proof or whatever, but that never came out. So if Ross Perot paid somebody off, we would never know. And he passed away, God rest your soul. But what happened was um, during this time of mockery, right? He came out and he, like when he did this interview, he was like, this is what's wrong with America. If I become your president, 
I will tell you how we're going to fix this. Like he wanted to have, uh, was it transparency? Right. But he actually, when, when, uh, because I was a young kid, right. I actually believed him. Like he gave a hoot about fixing the problems. Then we have president Trump coming along and I got that same feeling. I don't know what all the problems are, but I know I can figure them out or we can solve them and stuff like that. There was a farmer um, that was technically going to lose his whole entire farm. He was in debt up to his eyeballs. And he was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yada, 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 right. And then the money, like President Trump saw that and he solved it by taking money that we would be giving to China. And he gave it to all the farmers so they could get out of their debt and all this other stuff. And then he cut the regulations about there's a lot of things about farming I did not know until President Trump became president. And that is one thing that I really admire with each president, even though they may be a puppet or not a puppet, it is up to the individual to do their research to find out what the heck is happening, right? Because I didn't know there's laws that if you are a farmer, you have to upgrade your equipment. You cannot be running equipment from the 80s, even though it still may work, right? And then it was the, they have seed laws. I didn't even know seed laws was a thing. S-E-E-D-S, laws and regulations and stuff like that. So farmers in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and I think it changed in the 80s or 90s or something like that, that you couldn't reuse your own seeds, that you had to buy them. And then there was people that actually took, okay, went to your farm, let's say you had a farm, right? Took your seeds and dried them out for you, uh, cleaned them up, right? And then he wouldn't sell them to you because they're, it's your property, right? So all you paid for the guy was that he dried your seeds, he cleaned your seeds, and then next year you can use your own seeds again. See, that was the American way. And then when President Trump came back, he was or was in office, uh, I don't know if I should say come back in office, but um, President Trump was like, okay, we're cutting that regulation. You should have every right to use your own product, right? Now what Creepy Joe is doing is telling farmers nowadays, right? And uh, Cole the Corn Star, uh, who's a YouTuber in, I wanna say Idaho, or I, how do you say Idaho? Iowa. Iowa, I think it's Iowa. Um, but anyway, he's a YouTuber that explains the farm and stuff like that. And uh, he made one comment about like, he might have to be just destroying his own crops because that's what the government is telling them to do. And right. see, that's another thing that really gets me. I don't know if you know anything about the Bible, but in the Bible, there was a drink, a king that saw, uh, was it three, uh, beautiful stacks of wheat and then like six cows that were healthy and all this other stuff. And then the next part of his dream, all the cows were anorexic and looked like they were dying and all the wheat was all dried up and nasty and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then he asked people, hey, can you come in and tell me what my dream means? And then uh, I want to say it was Joseph comes in and tells him, hey, this is what happened. You're going to have seven years of good seeds and, and, and prosperity. And then on the seventh year, it's going to go back down and you're going to have starvation. You're going to have bad crops and all this other stuff. Right. And I feel like if the government is telling you, Hey, we're going to give you $10 million. I need corn and soybean. That's it from you. You can't grow tomatoes. You can't grow, um, you can't have cows. Um, what else? You can't have horses. You can't have other livestock if you're receiving funds from the government. See, I didn't even know that, right? And um, so some of the farmers, they can only do hay. That's it. Right. And um, if you want to become an organic farm or something like that, there's like 10,000 more rules and three years of work that you can't do on your farm at all. Yeah. And because you're trying to, you know, replenish the soil and whatnot. But I, got, I went too far. But what I wanted to say was how we mocked President Trump so much. And he did so much for people that we as Americans take advantage of. 
right? And when I say take advantage of, when we go to the supermarket and we see the eggs, when we see the milk, we don't see the 8 million people that were behind that milk process and all these other things. We, we don't see that. We just take that, holy moly, milk just went up a dollar, you know? And like when I grew up, I remember my dad used to say, gosh, milk is getting really expensive, right? Well, when I was uh, stationed in Florida, <laughs> milk was like, what? It, we don't drink milk in Florida. The only thing we used in Florida that had milk in it was anything Cuban sauces or restaurants and um, what was it? Ice cream. Right. And that was it. But how we take no consideration for the pr people that produce the products that we use every single day and then we mock um we mock the the system itself right but when i saw what was it what college was that that they were screaming f you biden uh there was multiple colleges okay. so this one i think was in, well, i thought it was michigan state or something it, it's all over the place so i'm not even certain which so you know, penn state Tennessee okay. volunteers, you know, they're doing it at country music festivals and yes. things of that nature. But this is just showing that regulations, I mean, you went real far into like the farming industry, but that when you go into it, there's so many regulations, people are getting paid to grow tobacco and then just destroy it. Yes. They don't even do it. So in turn, that's a waste of taxpayer funds. That's why we should right. end some subsidies too. If you look at the uh, sugar industry, the sugar industry has so much... Uh, subsidies put to it that it causes it to uh, you know people grow it and don't grow it who should be growing it and who shouldn't be growing it are being forced to do it mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of stuff to it that one man or one woman could not make a true difference I think your best bet is to get local into your state because if you want yes. to buy raw milk you know I don't care about the federal government as long as the state of Virginia says okay you can go buy your raw milk or your uh, eggs or your vegetables from this farmer and then you're able to and that's where you need the food freedom from yes as you you need to get as local as possible well the cool thing that I was reading about President Coolidge and President Hoover um, they were very mocked in their day so you had the roaring 20s and then we had you know the crash and everything also happening and stuff like that right but these presidents were so mocked like so disrespected and he, they like the i forgot what was it what newspaper said we were we went a little too far right and like i really have a lot of respect for president hoover and what he tried to do for the united states but then when he didn't have patience, right? Because some presidents, especially in the 20s and 30s and 40s, still had the mentality that I don't want government help. I want like my community's help, right? And that we have totally destroyed that mentality. Like, let's say, Brian, you said, Lydia, I, or, I need some help, right? You know, mm -hmm. um, I need some help and, you know, with my, my mom or with my house and stuff like that, I would be over here in like 2.5 seconds, right? Well, actually, it take me 45 minutes here, get here today, but, you know, I try. But what happened is that I really think is, um, I'm getting like a million text messages, yeah. sorry. Um, the, the thing about mockery and making light of situations, but... The last four years, I feel that Americans are sick and tired that you, the Democrats and other people have been spitting out such hate towards Americans that believe in family, that believe in love, that believe, I mean, when I say believe in love, like, I love a man, I don't love a woman, I don't love a transgender, I don't love, you know, the traditional American, like, values we are now oh i was called a nazi and all these other ridiculous things and it's just like i have been called so many i've been bullied for the last four years for my uh, opinions and my thoughts and my way of life and it's just like when creepy joe stole this election i was just like i'm done i'm done and in the aspect i'm done 
I don't have respect. So that's gone, right? But I do have respect for my neighbor. I do have respect for, well, obviously I have respect for you. Right. But it's just like my level of tolerance for the uh, media, for all the propaganda that's being shoved down our eyeballs and our throats and our ears and anywhere else that we can be shoved down at, right? Then what really gets me is, okay, so all the mockery is a retaliation, but it's also like a releasing of all the hate that we have received for the last uh, four, four and a half years almost, right? And we're still being hated on because we believed in making America great, right? And when I say make America great, and then I hear people, oh, when was it great? Okay, those people need to go to Haiti, okay? Those people need to go to Libya, Nigeria, Egypt, um, what other places? Well, I can't say all the places that I've been, but there's a lot of places, right? In, um, what was it? The, uh, I don't know if it was the president. I want to say the president of Nigeria. I can't remember now, but I read something that over a half a million young girls got vaccinated, right? And now that they're, you know, up to an age to get married and stuff, they cannot conceive. And it wasn't from the vaccine um, from the COVID. It was a different vaccine. Right. And they told the Africans, oh, this is the vaccine for this. And in reality, it was to stop them from reproducing. And that to me is just crazy. And it was, it was from the Bill Gates and... Um, foundation that these vaccines came to the africans right but it's like um when and i i know bill gates is not going to be the president but we mocked him too right and it's like mocking and saying f you to you know creepy joe and stuff like that right i feel that it's a release right but it's also because i'm so hurt it's also telling you the truth right and the truth is, I don't give a fuck about that man. I really don't give a hoot, a care in the world for that creepy human being. When I see multiple videos, right, of him putting his hand on girl's waist, sniffing their hair, had his hand on this little girl's breast, you know, and all of these other things, right? It's just like, and everybody's okay with that in that environment, Right, that's okay to touch, right? And then when you see what was that guy from Alabama, that senator that worked in um, as the attorney general for President Trump? Oh, Jeff's uh, Sessions. Sessions, yes. He grabbed his baby, and or I don't, I don't think it was his child, but it was like his niece or something like that. He or grandchild grabbed her and put, "Nope, you're not touching this child." When people in Congress know that you're a child molester or know that you infringe on children and do these unspeakable things. I mean, Brian, you had children. Would you want somebody to smell their hair, touch them in their chest, even though they're not developed yet? And it's just like the answer should be and always should be. Yeah. No, I don't want that for my child. Right. And like, I feel that Republicans, conservatives, uh, constitutionalists, I'm not going to say libertarians because I don't want to speak for you, but this is our moment because we don't know what's happening in Arizona audit still. We don't know what's happening in Georgia, but there's another article that came out today uh, saying 43,000 uh, invalid ballots just came out of Georgia again. Then we just saw what happened with uh, Governor Newsom and Larry Elder. Mm -hmm. A lady put a gorilla costume face on, and she was a white lady, wow. and threw something um, at Elder. Yeah. And then the photo that came out of LA Times, right? Yeah. And I know some of those people from LA Times, and they're really cool people, guys. They're just so far over like republicans are bad republicans are evil da, 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 right but um so they have a picture of in the la times you can look this up of larry elder 
uh, like defending, but it, they made it look like he was hitting the lady that was fucking white in a black gorilla face. That is freaking huge deal for me because that's racism, but we can't say nothing because she's a white chick. Really? No, you can't. I'm going to say no, no, something. No, no, no. You can't say something because she's a Republican running in a Democratic state. Yes. That's why you can't say anything. Oh, I will say something about that. Because when people really realize what racism really is, you will sit down and you will shut your own mouth and say, holy crap, I may be falling into that line too. But let me tell you, if I. Oh my gosh, Mr. 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 He was so calm about it. He was so calm. And how LA Times just turned one of the calmest guys, right? Now, I don't know Larry Elder, um, like I know some of the other politicians, right? Mm -hmm. But I've never seen him angry, right? right? In any of the like the places, you know, I used to hang out with the Republican Party in California. Oh, let me tell you guys, all you little Democrats, California is red. It's so red. But in your little cities that you rule right now in L.A. County uh, with whatever happened to Eric Garcetti being the ambassador to India? Whatever happened to that? I have no clue. Yeah, he was supposed to be the ambassador to India and he's still like in freaking the mayor. So I don't know what that was all about. But anyway, uh, just like the state of Virginia and just like the state of Texas, um, it's these small little cities that are piling up and they are turning something that is wholesome, family oriented into LA and San Francisco. Now I went to San Francisco, right? Because there is a uh, hotel that is almost like 300 years, like traditionally been open. Oh, I shouldn't say 300 years, but like 200 plus years, right? And no, about a hundred and some years. Cause I know it was built before World War One. I. I know it was built before um, the other like uh, plague that came. So it was before 1917 as well. But anyway, there was this hotel that's really famous. You have to be like a veteran to get this like, um, or active military to get this particular floor and all this other stuff, right? And it's really cool, it's really cool. And they have like a whole uh, monument in the hotel itself, all the people that have died in Iraq okay. and Afghanistan and stuff like that. So they had it from literally 9-11 um, and I told my husband, I don't understand why everybody said that soldiers were dying in 2005, 2006. I go, what happened to the soldiers that were dying after September 11th? Because we didn't wait. We were there. And I don't understand why American people don't realize that, right? Okay, so moving on about the mocking. I just think it's really um, a release right. at this point in the game. We've always mocked our presidents. We've always mocked them to look stupid. All the way um, to Hoover, Cool Coolidge, um, my favorite president, Theodore Roosevelt, uh, my other favorite president, Trump, but Obama got it. Um, Creepy Joe is getting it, but I feel like Creepy Joe is getting the highest volume, if you wanted to say it like that, because of the aspect of what happened in Afghanistan. And so many Americans are sick and tired of being called Nazis, bigots, deplorables, uh, racists, and all this other stuff, just for the simple fact to please something. Right. Right? To please the other side. And it's like when um, I saw the videos of uh, Black Lives Matter going into the restaurants and saying, Oh, you can't tell black people they can't eat at your restaurant because they don't have a vaccine card and stuff like that. But wait, hold up. You have to have an ID card, right? To get this other card, right? And then it's just like everything um, can be tilted and however you want to see it. But I feel like the mockery for this president 
is because how we treated the last president. And the memes I seen for Creepy Joe, I laugh because I think they're absolutely funny. But I did not see all the hate for President Trump because I do not watch CNN. I do not watch NBC. I do not watch ABC. I do not watch CBS. I do not watch programming. And I think it's really interesting because back in the day, it was called programming because that's what it did. It programmed the mind to think and do what they want, right? right. But now we call it TV shows, shows, right, on, on TV. But actually, it's still programming because there is a, a good example. They were making fun of President Trump um, on this show called... Um, Nine Nine, um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and then they were mocking um, or making jokes about some of the things that he did in his administration and stuff like that, right? And Brooklyn Nine Nine was actually a comedian comic. Uh, what is it? Comedic, uh, comedy. Yes, thank you. And now they came out with a new season, and it's so bad. The writing is so demonic. You can see it's all Democrat-owned writers now. So we, we don't even watch it anymore, right? And it's like, um, even like the Bill Cosby, right? That was actually called the Bill Cosby Show, right? And that's when he was a doctor and his wife was an attorney. And it was showing how black community families, you know, can live in the city and be a family and stuff like that. And I like that because even though I'm not black, I really enjoy that show. Right. It was very even, good. But Bill right. Cosby was a, I guess it, in, in the end of the day, it was a, he was, he did some bad stuff. But mm -hmm. I guess just to wrap this up real quick. Um, right. Yeah. I, I guess that whole idea was I wanted to talk about was that I just find it. You know, it, it became really cool. I know we've always disrespected the president and our, our elected officials, but I, I guess in the end of the day, what I would like to see people do is actually know why they're disrespecting a presidency and not just going on with the mob. And we have too much of that going on. They don't know anything about foreign policy. I'm not even asking you to be uh, like you got to know, just spend your waking hours studying i mean it's just too much you wouldn't be able to do anything else but mm -hmm. but um i think it, we've gotten to a point we with all as much information at your at your fingertips even though i know it's being shadow banned i understand that it gets hard to find um do you need to do research before you just say oh well joe biden is this or donald trump is that or mm -hmm. who whatever that's where, where i have my issues with you know but it's on both sides. That's the thing. That's that what I'm saying. We you need gotta to focus do, you on. Gotta, mm -hmm. and, and really, in the end of the day, what you see is a lot of times I can sit down. Like it's, it's, there's no difference in me going to the gun show and people will say, we like you guys because you're almost Republican. I can go down to Pride in the Park and they'll say, we like you guys because you're almost Democrat. The difference is we don't. We're not a Republican and we're not a Democrat. But we, the issues that we might, if it's a social issue, we might agree with. If mm -hmm. it's a fiscal issue, we might agree with it, you know. it. Do, and that's why I'm, I like being a libertarian more than anything. I can, I can go around. And I think Republicans have done a bang-up job in not doing anything. When they're in power, they did absolutely nothing. I mean, when President Trump went into office, he had... The presidency, he had Congress, both chambers. He could, they could have fixed health care. Yep. But what did they do? For seven years, they told you how Obama's the devil and yep. how they've got a plan and they're going to fix this thing. And when they got the power, they had absolutely not. But Jack really did blow me away. That that truly blew me away. But I would like to see term limits. I don't think people should be there for life. Right. You know, we've got too many and I don't I don't think we should just exclude old people by any stretch of because there's some people that are old that have done things, you know. Mm -hmm. And um a lot of us are old. <laughs> yeah, but you know, let let's but that's why I like being I personally like being the libertarian. 
Uh, like I said, I, because there's issues that I can follow on both issues. And I hope and I pray. That, you know, like right now, we're in the state of Virginia. We've got a governor election going on. And Terry McAuliffe and Glenn Youngkin both, and but Princess Bailing Landing, sorry, is not allowed to be in the debates. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, you shared that last time. And I will not, and you know. It, but it, you know why, right? Okay, so the reason why it's always going to be Democrats and Republicans doing debates and stuff like that is because of the impact and the amazing work of Ross Perot. Ross Perot changed the game, and nobody gives him credit for it. And the reason why you'll never see a libertarian president, you'll never see a, um, a conservative like Hoover ever again is because everybody has... Like, okay, so we can talk about the deep state, right? We can talk about all these stuff, right? But each person, like AOC, is under investigation again because the lady that made her dress for the gala, well, technically she shouldn't have gone to the gala because it is like, what, I think it was like $35,000 ticket. It's a $30,000 ticket, in those, but if you mm -hmm. look at the lady who designed the dress that said, eat or tax the rich, She's not paying her share of taxes on her you know, new mansion she bought last year. She bought year. the big mansion. She yep. hasn't bought. The, she hasn't paid the taxes. She, I mean, AOC has done a bang up job in working people into getting um, uh, trouble. Well, no, she's getting their money, and that's why you've got to be. When I look at our, our candidates for whoever who run for. Uh, the um, libertarians, mm -hmm. like, are they here to pu push the agenda of the libertarian movement, the liberty movement, or are they here to advance themselves? You know, I've got to understand, like, if they, if they can't, look, I know they got to make money mm -hmm. in the end of the day. Um, I, you know, so in turn, I had no issue. Like Dave Smith, he's a comedian. He might be the nominee for the LP. I don't know, but it says he have does he really a serious viable candidate, or is he just going to be out there to push his podcast, his other comedy team, and things of that nature? And that's what you always got to look at too. So, but overall, but I want to say one more thing before yeah. we close. Okay, so with all the research that I've been doing lately on P the illegal immigrants coming into the United States, I think it's really fascinating but scary and then extremely truth in it is all the males uh, that are fighting age, I would have to say between the ages of 18 to the ages of 45, maybe maybe 50, were um, put in airplanes and shipped back to the United States. And these are Afghanistans I'm talking about. Slash could be Taliban inside as well. We have caught a few Talibans. They have been screened and caught, but anyway, that okay so that's one group of men right then we have a second group of men which is the el salvadorians all the central and south americans that are coming in illegally through the country are once again 18 up to the age of 50 right we're seeing a lot of men then when um the pictures came out about um the haitian and once again it's mostly men bringing children that probably are not theirs, allegedly. But uh, some under President Trump, you had to take a, um, a scrape. You had to see a DNA test because if the this child does not belong to you, even though you said it's your, you know, baby mama or, you know, some other thing, right? But all these immigrants that are coming into our country right now are men. And I just think it's very fascinating, right? Uh, I shared with you last night that um, I cannot find the article. I looked for like four hours, right? Trying to find this one article. There was um, a show that I like watching and listening to. It's called Salty Cracker. He's on YouTube, Rumble, and Odyssey, and BitChute. And what he said was that the Mexican government and the people and the mothers um, are giving their daughters that are going to make the trip north, which in Spanish is called El Norte. And it has, I mean, that is a sad movie. I mean, they actually made a film of that illegal immigrants coming in 
to the United States. And, um, and there was a lot of mockery in that movie too, which is uh, pretty much what we were talking about with the presidency. But all the people that are literally invading our country, and it's not like it's like a hundred people, it's hundreds of thousands of people that are just fleeing to the United States. So what I found out in my investigation, Creepy Joe told President of Mexico, hey, we're gonna do something, can you just hold them off, right? And then I guess Creepy Joe promised the Mexican president something and he did not, uh, you know, keep up to the end of his bargain or whatnot. So the Mexican president says, here you go, go, get out of my country. And what's crazy is if you looked at the route where these Haitians are coming from, it doesn't make sense why they're coming this long route when they could come directly to the United States from the island of Haiti. Okay, so the island of Haiti... Well, we're running out of time, so I hate to cut you off, but I, I got to go to work, okay. so I apologize about that. So we'll have to talk about this on the next go. Um, yes. Once again, if you thank you so much, SnowPro Manuel, for joining us. And if you will, please go to our Twitter page uh, at WeAreMaxLib. Follow us there. And you can go to our YouTube channel at Maximum Libertarian. We'll have uh, videos up uh, starting again this week. And uh, we're, what, what's your channel called? Do you have a channel you want to uh, push? I am on Rumble. And it's called American Receipts 1776. And I also have Beautiful uh, Chili on Rumble as well. Because um, I am a chef by trade. And I have a huge love for history. Right. So until next time, I'm Brian. That's Chef Lily. We'll see you later. Thanks again. Bye.